Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome to the Shawnee Show. I am your host, Shawnee Suisa. I am, in fact, congested. I am, in fact, sick. And this is, in fact, my eighth time <laughs> restarting this episode. <sighs> because of a cough attack so i really hope that this goes better um eight times a charm isn't that what they say in crypto i believe it is right anyways uh welcome to the show before we jump into the episode obviously do all the things that i usually say since i am sick i'm sick and tired of also hearing me say those things (laughs) so just like you know do what you can support the show (laughs) and let's just move right along shall we (laughs) Uh, let's just move right along we're just gonna we're just gonna okay okay listen i do have an interview episode queued up with the incredible maude garrett oh where's our polaroid oh i thought it was an arm's reach it's not an arm's reach what is an arm's reach though it's on my aquaphor but um what uh Uh, Yeah, that episode was great. It was a great interview episode and I'm going to release it next week. I was going to possibly release it this week, but just like, I don't know how to explain it. Editing a three camera interview setup is so much more complicated than just filming an entire new solo episode and then putting this up. I know it sounds like it might not be, but it, it, I mean, it really is like just it, it is. I'm literally watching my audio waves on the computer right in front of me so I can make sure that I'm keeping everything pretty level. So I don't really have to do much audio editing apart from maybe just raising the levels, you know, adding, adding just like my, my, uh, my standard effects that I put onto, uh, the track. Um, and I'm, I'm obviously not going to edit for content because we know how I like to do solo episodes. One take all the way through one take all the way through. I don't know. Why do I put myself through that? One take all the way through is more difficult, but also less difficult at the same time, hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I was not about to edit a three camera. Uh, it was like it was two two hours long, too, maybe two hours plus. You know how my interviews go. Fucking forever is essentially the moral of the story. So, but it is a great interview. So tune in next week. If you're annoyed with my congested sounding voice already, then you're going to love the interview next week because I was completely healthy for that. So tune into that. You're going to love it. It's going to be amazing. And she's amazing. She's cool. She's like a gamer. Uh, she's like, very, she has like all these cool nerdy interests, but she's also like this fantastic interviewer. She does all of the Hollywood media junkets and she's interviewed just like the coolest people ever. I mean, everyone, I'm talking like Keanu Reeves, Brad Pitt, uh, Sandra Bullock, Aquafina, like anyone you can think of Quentin Tarantino. I mean, really anyone you can think of that's ever done anything in the movie world. She has interviewed. And, and it's actually really interesting what we talked about because her interview style is really fast because it's five minutes. They get five minutes to interview these people. It's not like how I get, you know, two hours. I don't even think I'm very good in the first five minutes of an interview. You know, I think it takes me like, I mean, why do you think we go two hours? I feel like it takes me like the first hour before, you know, we start getting into the good shit. So I, um, I can't imagine the sort of skill set it takes to sort of interview people on that sort of quick pace, if you will. So it's actually really fascinating and she's really, really cool. I just, I just really love her and I've gotten such good vibes from her ever since I met her. And that's kind of a rarity in LA. Um, you know, you don't, 
like I, I would say the qualities that I spotted in her so quickly were just authenticity and just and that's really rare. You know, it's not something you spot in someone in L.A., uh, you know, very fast. And <laughs> no offense to the people in Los Angeles, um, but you know who you are. <laughs> and well, yeah, you know who you are. Um, <laughs> anyways, I am, in fact, sick today. I have mentioned that um, I'm also in my pajamas. I have wanted to do an episode in my pajamas for a while because I do love pajamas. I think that they're like the greatest thing ever, but specifically matching pajamas. And I actually want to get into that. And I feel like that should be our first topic at hand because I have literally nothing written down to discuss today. A couple things in my noggin, but let's see if I remember them all. You know, I have a sickness brain right now, so... Mm. I mean, all I can really remember is to use my Aquaphor. Guys, are you as obsessed with Aquaphor as I am? I feel like I'm a walking advertisement for them. Now, these are my big daddy Aquaphor sizes. I've got this huge thing. It's the seven ounce. I honestly would not recommend getting the seven ounce too because it's hard to like squirt it out of. I, I don't know how to explain. It's just, I, I feel like the smaller tubes are easy to use, but I have a ton of miniature sample size tubes that I used to get from my dermatologist that I would get laser at. I would always collect a bunch, but now I refill those mini tubes with this big tube. It's great. By the way, this is not an ad read, although seriously, they should pay me. And then I do have the tub. I love the tub. You can just get in there. Like the tub is the best. I should probably do one day, like a compilation video of me just applying Aquaphor to my hands during the episodes. Cause I don't know if you guys have noticed, Oh, maybe I have cut those out though. Like they're when I mean, maybe you haven't seen them because it's a, you know I I've edited it so it's the the other person's camera at that time like while they're talking. But I, I'm always applying Aquaphor, and really it's the greatest thing ever. Not that I even have very dry hands. I have like the softest hands ever. I um I was tripping on shrooms recently. Wow, we're going to get back to pajamas, you guys, I promise. Just this tangent, it's quite fascinating. Um, I was tripping on shrooms recently with a couple of my friends, and uh, we were in, where were we? We were in, like, an Uber coming back from Hollywood. Why we were, we were just, like, walking around Hollywood. Who the fuck does that? I don't know. We were. We were walking around Hollywood all fucked on shrooms. This is when I discovered that you can buy a Hollywood star. Like, the stars on the ground are not just anointed to people who are famous. You can literally purchase them. It's real estate what crazy um I thought that I wanted to buy one until I found out the price and then I was like no that's absolutely not worth it uh but you know if somebody wants to give me a star I mean I will accept it but I will also accept the cash value of the star and in fact I would actually prefer the cash value of the star so if you do want to buy me a star please just give me the cash instead my wallet is shawneesuisa.eth thank you so much anyways back to the hands so I was in the cab or we were in the uber no Nobody cabs anymore, do they? We were in the Uber. And uh, this is when I learned that my hands were so soft. I mean, I always knew my hands were soft. My skin's always been very soft. Guys will always tell me that, you know, when we're hooking up, they're like, wow, such soft skin, so soft. And I mean, I think this is why I also have face acne. Like, I feel like because I never had acne on my face growing up, and because I always had such soft body skin, and I still do, it's kind of like, the world's way of evening things out. Like, I don't think that you can have perfect face skin and perfect body skin for all of time. And just like, that's, you know, that's just not fair. So I do feel like this is like me, you know, redeeming some karma points. Like I get face acne, but I have a really soft skin. You know what I mean? So anyways, and it also, it's like if a guy gets past the face acne, they get to the really good stuff. They get the, the buttery soft skin, right? And they don't know about the buttery soft skin 
because they assume that the skin is going to be like all the acne on my face, but they have no idea. They need, it's like a privilege. So anyways, I guess now I've ruined it, right? There's no test now. I mean, unless, the, I mean, most of the guys aren't going to watch this podcast, are they? Um, but anyways, back to the hands. So yeah, we were tripping on, <laughs> we are tripping on shrooms when we were in this Uber. And I would like, I don't know, I was cold. I don't know, whatever. I was putting my hands in my friend's hands. And one of my friends just freaks out as she grazes my hands. She's like, why are they so soft? And we were dying. I didn't realize that they were that soft. Anyways, the driver also agreed. Um, so the moral of the story is that I do already have really soft hands, but, but <laughs> I will add, if you don't have soft hands and you want to get really soft hands, I cannot recommend Aquaphor enough. Like this shit is crazy. And I know it's a little bit sticky once you put it on, but just do it. You guys, just do it. You will have the softest hands on the face of the planet. Like, it's crazy. You know that, what's that uh, lip mask that everybody is obsessed with right now? I don't know. I forgot the name of it. I even have it in my drawer. I bought it. And you know what? I wasn't the most impressed. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it was good, but it wasn't anything crazy. Aquaphor, it's even better. All right. It does the same shit. It's like so good. And you just, if you just lather this on your hands and it, same thing with your feet, if you've got feet problems, like if they're a little dry or cracked, especially if you live in winter places, that's, I mean, that's the worst. My, my skin in winter, it's not the same. It's like I, that St. Ives commercial where everything is cracked, you know, like a mosaic. Hold on a second, guys. Cough break. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> St. Ives mosaic. Am I going to have to edit this? God damn it. Ugh. All right. I will edit out those coughs, you guys. I will. For you guys, I will edit out the coughs because who wants to let us, who wants to listen to someone coughing? It's just obnoxious. Anyway, so I, um, yeah, this for your feet. If you want to do it on your feet also, what I recommend is lather up your feet in aquaphor and then put some socks on, preferably socks you don't care about because it does like, it can kind of ruin socks. Um, I used to do that with bag balm. Do you guys know what that is? It's like a bag balm is for cow's udders. This is like some deep shit. I, uh, I used to use bag balm and we will get back to the pajamas. I swear. What has it been? Fucking 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I haven't gone back to the pajamas. Oh, it's a fun episode today. Woo. Anyway, so bag balm. Bag Bomb is actually, this is all a product shill today, actually. All I'm doing is shilling products. Anybody want me to shill their product? Just send it my way. Bag Bomb is the bomb, though. Mm, I love Bag Bomb. So I used to use that at Wilderness because my feet were constantly in and out of water. And when they're constantly in and out of water, your feet can get really dry. And so if you use Bag Bomb, like I would just lather it up in Bag Bomb and then you put socks on and oh my God, it's crazy how amazing they feel the next day. It's like insane. I'm actually feeling my foot right now. And honestly, I could use some. I don't know why. I don't really use it on my feet very often to be like, cause I just don't really like do it. I don't like the feeling of them like being all moist and stuff in the socks, but it is like so incredible. It's just the best thing ever. Actually, the next day you feel like all pristine. But the other thing is also, I like to be barefoot a lot. So I do enjoy having sturdy feet. <laughs> Is that weird? I don't know. I don't give a shit. Ah. All right. Should we go back to pajamas? Let's go back to pajamas. Why do I love matching pajamas? Yeah. Why, Shawnee? Hmm? Let's interview myself today. Wow. Wouldn't that be fun if I interviewed myself? That would be really, I guess that is what a solo episode is. All right. So matching pajamas. Why do I love them so much? It's It actually stems from a very specific time. So first of all, 
all of my life, matching pajamas have been a big part of my existence. Why? Because my grandma, she'd always buy them for us. My mom, she would always buy them for us. I would always steal them from my grandma's sister's house in a lot. Um, like we just have a lot of matching pajamas all around town. Like the Suisas have a lot of matching pajamas. My aunts, they would go on vacations and they would get matching pajamas with each other right? I'm talking matching pajamas top and bottom. They would match also to each other, which I just think is adorable. Uh, and so I'm just a big fan of matching pajamas, but then I it like re what reiterated or what, no, not what reiterated. What's that word that what reinforced? Mm, there we go. Wow. Pulling up the dictionary in my fucking brain. See sick brains. We can function too. You guys, we can function too. congested, but not broken. Huh? It's a callback to Dented But Not Broken. Anyways, NFT stuff. We won't get into that. All right. So what reinforced that was the Thrive campaign from Ariana Huffington. I don't know if you guys followed this. And um, based on the fact that I'm sick now, most likely due to the fact that I've just overworked myself to the brim, clearly I have not been following Ariana's Thrive campaign. But she had this whole thing after she collapsed from overworking and it was like a really big deal. And she really wanted to, you know, figure out how to sort of just best take care of herself. And so she has this whole thing where she doesn't, and it's a book, you can read it. She doesn't even bring her phone or devices or anything to her room. She has like a nighttime routine and she really values her sleep and her routine and all of that. And I think it is very important to actually take care of that. Listen, I'm 29 and I'm at the, you know, I'm at the start of my career. Ariana discovered this when she was already a multimillionaire. I am a multi-thousandaire and that is just simply not good enough for me. So I will start taking better care of rest soon. I promise you guys. Uh, if anything, this sickness has definitely taught me to do that. But something that she also mentions is having designated sleep clothing. And ever since I heard that, it's I've taken my matching pajamas a lot more seriously and I, I don't know what it is about having designated sleep clothing because I also do wear matching pajamas during the daytime it's not like this is like a limited thing I pretty much wear matching pajamas whenever I'm home like I like wearing them when I'm home it's like my home clothes but I'm not I would never wear matching pajamas all day and then sleep in those matching pajamas oh my god no no I would take those off and then I'd put on another pair of matching pajamas and I'd sleep in those there's something very uh, refreshing almost about sleeping in clothes that is specifically meant to be slept in and and also that matches and I don't know and that's that's fresh just for sleeping. I don't I used to back before I had acne, I didn't care as much about like washing my pajamas every night. I think I think that's pretty normal. A lot of people rewear their pajamas, but now I don't rewear any clothes because I'm just so worried about my skin. I want everything to be really clean because I break out so easily. It's absurd. So I just like everything is very clean. I change my pillowcase almost daily, if not, you know, every other day, every couple of days, whatever it is. But I really try and do it daily. Uh, and so I really take care of all of that stuff. And so I love getting into a new, fresh set of pajamas every night. It's like my favorite thing ever ever it's just so satisfying i mean look at these and you don't have to get expensive matching pajamas i think these are from target i just really recommend having sleep clothes all right i'm gonna take a quick break to blow my nose i will edit this out for you guys as well because i'm just so generous my god Whew. okay ah do i sound less congested i think i sound less congested wow well 
back from our congestion break. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that's what the inner workings of my brain sounds like sometimes. Um, okay, shall we move on topics? I feel like we've talked about aquaform and pajamas for long enough. I mean, this is literally... How long have I spoken about this shit for? Sometimes I wonder, like, is it normal to be able to discuss such menial topics for so long? <laughs> Should there be a cap? Do people care about this? Do you guys find this fascinating? Like, I don't even know. I'm just shit chatting. Shit, shit, shit chatting. Shit, shit chatting. <laughs> I love pronouncing C H, you know, instead of sh, sh, chatting. Shit, chatting. <laughs> Sounds like chatting, which is not as um, elegant. Ooh, please don't report me to the police. Uh, okay, next topic, which is a little bit more serious. Um, it's not more serious, but it is actually really fascinating. And something my sister brought up recently. And it's this idea of being the same person around everybody. And I thought that was so interesting. She was like, Shawnee, you really are the same person around everyone. And, that, you know, I, I was trying to think, like, am I the same person around everyone? Obviously, you can't be the exact same person around everyone. Oh, cough break. Wow, I really thought I was going to do this in one take, but I'm going to have to edit out all these cough breaks. It's really freaking annoying uh, for my workload. But still easier than editing a three-camera setup. Hey. (laughs) So back to this idea of being the same around everyone, because I do think it's really interesting. And it's something that I actually have been thinking about for a while. And, you know, I do think for the most part, I am the same around everyone. The one area, though, that I did discuss, that I did feel as if I'm not the same around everyone has to be with guys and not just like like males, the male species, if you will. But I mean, guys that I'm interested in. Um, And, you know, it's something that I've tried to work on. So it's just so much like something I've tried to work on so much. And it's so hard to do. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, whether you're a woman or a man or whatever you know, whoever you're, uh, attracted to and that's around you, uh, you know, it can be really hard to maintain your authentic personality. I mean, why that is who the fuck knows, right? I feel like it's a really fascinating area to explore though, because it is the one area in which I do sometimes feel susceptible to changing my personality. And I would say that's less so true now, I don't really think I get that way these days, but I I remember so vividly during my college years, I'll never forget this one story. And I was getting with this guy. It was the first guy I think I, maybe not the first guy I hooked up with, but it was like the first guy that I was sort of consistently getting with at university. And um, very nice guy. He's now married with a kid, I believe. Just a really, really, really nice human being. Um, and I I just wasn't myself the first like five months. (laughs) I don't even know. Maybe the first like two years. Who knows? Like I wasn't really myself. I was a, I was what I thought I needed to be in order to be taken seriously as a potential girlfriend. And, you know, he even flat out said, and I did this stupid thing that is a classic mistake. And looking back in retrospect, it's obviously very clear. I mean, it was clear, you know, in retrospect within like a, a few weeks that I shouldn't have done that. But he was like, you know, I'm not looking for anything serious. And I said, oh, yeah, no, no, I'm cool with that. 
And like, I don't think I was very cool with that. You know, I don't think that I just wanted to be a hookup, but I pretended like I was cool with that. And I think that that really taught me something. I mean, now I still have uh, times where I'll just hook up with someone and it's just for fun. And I mean, now if I'm doing that and I'm saying that I'm doing that, it's usually pretty authentic. Like usually I mean that I just want to have something casual. I'm not lying to myself about it because I've really practiced working on, you know, internally, do I want this to be casual, right? Answering that question for myself and not just sort of going down the trap of like allowing myself to be the quote unquote cool girl. But I am still susceptible to a lot of the um, traps, I guess, like letting people treat me like shit. That's not something that I'm immune to. Like it really, really isn't. I have a lot of trauma when it comes to sexual relationships and guys and, you know, It's something that I've worked on so hard over the years and it's still something that I'm trying to work on now. Maybe even I think a better way of looking at this is like if I was giving advice to a friend about a guy, I would have been like, what? Speak, you know, say that, do that, da da da. Like, you know, I would have had all this advice to give her, but I wasn't necessarily listening to advice that I would have given myself, right? That's probably if I'm having to put anything into perspective of like this, this question of am I the same person on everyone? I think the only scenario in which I'm not the same and which I sort of drop some of my shininess, if you will, is when I am around guys. But I do think it's a really fascinating. I just think it's a really fascinating question. And I think it's something that everybody should sort of ask themselves. Like, are you the same person around everyone? And if you're not, Who are you different around and why? And so it's been something that I've been reflecting on a lot. And it's like, why am I different around people that I'm attracted to? Why, why do I allow myself to, to sort of shift? And the truth is it's, you know, I think that now I've done so much work in this area because this question I haven't just reflected on the last week, even though my sister did bring it up recently. Um, It's something that I've reflected on for so long and I've done so much work on it. And so I do think that I have made massive strides. I mean, I would not, the things that I allowed to go down in university, uh, I would not allow to go down now. That's for damn sure. Right. The sort of standards that I held for myself in high school, I would not obviously are. <laughs> I mean, they were like started at the bottom. Right. And <laughs> now we're here. <laughs> so, you know, there's definitely been massive improvements. Mm, tea break. <laughs> wow. Scratchy throat. That is a situation, you guys. Mm. So there have been massive improvements for sure in this area, but There is just a small, like I'm just almost at the finish line of sort of accomplishing what I want to when it comes to um, improving in this way and improving in this area, you know, it's like it's really close. Like, for example, right. So like with flirting, I think this is a really good example uh, because I don't, hmm, I'm trying to think of which best way to articulate this, if you will. But I think the best the best example, maybe in sort of a mild light, would be with flirting. Because, you know, Shawnee flirting back in high school, I mean, I was very different around people that I was attracted to. I was, I, I don't even know what I was like. I'm just trying to think back to it. And it's kind of hard to put myself back in that timeline. I don't know. Did I even allow myself to flirt? I, I don't know. You know, I think I tried to overcorrect so much that there was almost no flirting involved. And then I think maybe through university that translated to maybe then flirting um, in a way that just wasn't authentic to myself. And then when I was traveling, I really allowed myself to sort of open up 
to anyone I was attracted to and sort of allow people to hit on me, which was something that I was just not very used to. I hated when people hit it on me. I'm, I still kind of don't love when people hit on me. It, it depends on the setting. If I'm out with my girlfriends that I haven't seen in a while, like stay the fuck away because I just want to hang out with them. But if I'm out and I'm trying to mingle and I'm trying to have fun and it's just day to day, then yeah, I'm pretty open to being approached. But that used to not necessarily be the case. But even when I was approached and I was open back then, I don't really think that I was, especially if it was someone that I was actually attracted to, I don't know, I would get really cold, if that makes sense. I would get almost so stoic to the point where like there would be no laughter, which is like so not me. Like I would flirt more with my girlfriends than I would with guys that I was attracted to. Do you know what I mean? Like that would be, or at least, sorry, the perception would be that I was more flirty with my girlfriends because I'm naturally a giggly fucking person. Like I'm a laughing human being. I'm always cracking up. And it's not even like everything is funny all the time, but there's so many jokes in my head that are running through. So sometimes I'm just going to laugh, you know? And I would almost stop myself from doing that because I didn't want to be maybe too obvious or something. But that's like my personality. And so I think now that's an area which I've really improved on. And in that regard, I would say I'm definitely just me. And I'm me even with people I'm attracted to. And I'm really proud of the progress that I've made when it comes to that area. And I think that when it comes to how I am with people that I'm attracted to in private um, and you know with guys in private, I think that I just have the smallest bit more of work to do in that area. I mean, obviously there's tons of work to do in every area, but I, but in terms of this one specific behavior, I think that I'm almost there. I think I'm almost to the finish line, if you will. And it gets me really excited to think about that because I'm thinking about where I started and where I am now. And it's like a really exhilarating process to look at your progress in certain areas. But, um, but yeah, the question, you know, tying it back into the question, are you the same person around everyone? I think it's so fascinating because I think it's also an open discussion of, should you be the same person around everyone? That's a really fascinating discussion as well. Like, should you be the same person around everyone? You know, what if you're in a work setting? What if you're in a corporate setting? It's, I don't know. It's a really interesting discussion and it's something that I think that we should all have ongoing for a while uh there's you know there's a difference between being fake and compartmentalizing and I feel like some people feel like if they're compartmentalizing things then they're being fake but that's not always the case you know if you have turmoil happening at home but you have an event to go to that's really important to you you don't need to be a mess when you get to the event and being happy at the event and allowing yourself to be happy because you are, in fact, having a good time is okay. Even if there's a whole mess happening at home, like you're allowed to have fun while there's turmoil in your life. You are. You're allowed to let joy in and it's not fake. And, you know, going to a boardroom meeting, let's say, not that I'm in many boardroom meetings, but even if you're in any meeting, you know, you go into work or you go into do something. I think a lot of people feel like compartmentalization is not authentic to them. And it's not true. I really, I strongly believe that compartmentalization can lead to serious happiness in life because, you know, okay, let me put this into perspective, right? You have the shittiest home life, but you have a great work life. If you allow your home mood to go into your work mood, then 
the amazing work life that you have or that you potentially could have is going to be completely soured by the shitty home life that you have. But what if you just allowed yourself to be happy at work because your work life's so amazing, your coworkers are amazing, you love hanging out with them, you love going to your office, you love being there, right? What if you allow yourself to have an amazing mood at work? You know, that could bring you so much more joy and it could be the relief that you need from the exhaustion that you have from, from your home life. And that's totally okay. And it's not fake. It's not a fake misrepresentation. It's just, you know what? It's compartmentalization and it's totally fine. And I think that it can really help a lot of people to be able to have and to be able to let in joy um, in, you know, various areas in their life. So anyways, such an interesting and fascinating conversation. Like, should you be the same around everyone? And I, I, have a hard time reconciling with this as well because obviously you guys know me I'm quite a goofy human um but I also am someone who enjoys intellectual conversation I'm someone who really likes thinking about things I consider myself to be fairly smart I don't think I'm the smartest person in the world I think that'd be kind of crazy to even be that (laughs) I I don't think I would have the social skills that I have now if I was the smartest person in the world but I you know I do consider myself intelligent And I also consider myself, you know, business savvy and a professional and all of those things. And so sometimes I find it hard to reconcile my, you know, I'm such a fun, let's go trip on acid and dance in the middle of the forest human being with, I'm about to make a bunch of fucking money on this business deal and let's secure this and go. Right. But I just don't, (sighs) But I just don't think that they have to be so separate. Like, I don't think that I have to choose being one or the other. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I have to be, you know, walking into a business meeting with a J in my hand. But it also doesn't mean that I have to ignore the fact that I'm a funny human being if I'm in a business meeting. You know what I mean? Like, I can still crack a joke. I can still be, I can still have my personality. I don't necessarily have to talk about raging, right? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I find it hard to reconcile the idea all the time. You know, should I be the same person everywhere? But I do feel like there is a way to be you authentically, 100% yourself, but appropriate in different settings, if that makes sense. And honestly, if I can't be me in a setting, if somebody is off put by a comment that I make or um, by my personality or by my jokes or by the fact that I'm giggling or something or laughing Um, or if they take me less seriously, then I kind of put that on them. You know, I put that on them. I think their loss and I think what a limited worldview that they must have. And I also think if I lose opportunities because of that, again, their loss. And those are opportunities that I never really even wanted to have. I mean, unless they were like billion dollar opportunities, in which case, yeah, I do want to have them, you know, just send that money straight over. But it is really interesting. And I'm actually open to hearing different takes on this. And I'm, I'm really fascinated by the question. I'm really fascinated by the, I'm just fascinated by the question. I'm fascinated by the concept. You know, are you the same person around other people, around everybody? It's such an interesting question. It's such an interesting idea Like I, that some people feel very stressed out that they may be not the same person or that they maybe have to hide their identities. You know, that like if they're a really big music junkie, but they, you know, work in a corporate office, like can they can they be into their music at their office? I don't know. It's something that I'd actually be willing to explore with a guest on my show if somebody would like to come on and talk about it. 
it's really fascinating. It really, it really, really is. And I just hope that we can all be true enough to ourselves that we feel good about the person that we are in the settings that we're in, if that makes sense. And I think I've definitely come to a point in that myself, you know, I feel as if I'm kind of doing that with this show. And that's always what I've wanted to do with this show. And to a certain extent, I feel like there's a point where when you get to a certain height in your career and a certain stature, like you can do whatever the fuck you want and opportunities will still flow your way. And it's always been hard for me to accept the fact that, you know, at different levels, different things might be tolerated from you, if that makes sense. So, you know, somebody with a few million followers might be able to get away with, you know, talking about doing drugs or some shit, you know, but somebody of my stature might not be able to, you know, get away with the same things. And it's like, okay, well, fuck you, (laughs) you know, like literally fuck you is my perspective to that. And yeah, I just hope that, well, I hope that this show can, can almost make it to the point where it's like, well, everybody knows like, this is Shawnee, this is who she is. And, you know, if she's going to be in a boardroom, you know, if someone's going to invite me into a boardroom meeting, they're not going to expect a robot. Right. I don't want people to expect that. I don't want people to expect like a corporate version of me if they ever invite me into some sort of business setting, because it's just not ever going to be me. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a goofball. I can be serious. Obviously I've just had a nice, wow, recorded for a really long time. (laughs) I was not expecting this to go very long. (laughs) Guys, I'm sick. I thought I was going to make this really short. (laughs) I was like, let's just do a quick episode. I'm going to record a quick episode. We're going to do a little quick, quick uh, record and upload. But yeah, I just, you know, I, I obviously can take things seriously, but I also like to be able to enjoy life and look at the big picture. I know that not every single thing is like life or death, um, you know, and be able to just kind of have a lighthearted attitude about most things. But I, you know, I can't take things seriously. If I'm going into a meeting, I can have a very serious meeting. I'm a very intelligent human being. I can, you know, I'm very professional in that regard, but I'm not like, you know, I'm not, I'm just not a fucking robot, you know, and I don't ever want to be expected to be. And I think some people think that they have to be also. And I also think this idea of like expected to be and expectations, it stems so much from internal, from our internal selves. Like I don't, I think so often we think that there's pressure on us externally, but the pressure is actually just internal. Like all that pressure is just internal, you know? It's like, who's expecting you to be a robot? Maybe nobody is. Who's inviting you to a meeting expecting to be a robot? Maybe literally just you, maybe just yourself, you know, maybe that's just me. Anyways, it's a very fascinating conversation. We went down a whole rabbit hole, didn't we? Yes, we did. Look at that hole. Super rabbity. Wow. Look at it. So long. Audio waves. So much. So many coughing markers where I need to edit out. God damn it. Why do I love solo episodes, you guys? Because there's no edits. Why do we not like sick day, Shawnee? Because we have coughing edits, but it's fine. Cough edits are pretty easy. Just a quick little snip snip. <laughs> it's like a Brit Mila. <laughs> I'm going to give this episode a little Brit Mila. <laughs> snip, snip. <gasps> snip, snip goes the cough segments. 
Snip, snip goes the sneezes and the hachoos. <laughs> Anyways, I'm um, not going to tell you guys to do all the things that I usually do to support the show because, um, like I said at the beginning, sick and tired, right? So just do what you can. Do what you can. You can listen to this everywhere. Do what you can. Blah, blah, blah. Share, share, share. All that good stuff. And if you haven't already... I would highly recommend listening to my Ukraine episode with Dan Schnorr. It's actually really fascinating. Um, You know, that was the day in which I started getting very sick. And I don't think anybody could tell. I also hosted an interview that day when my fever was like really coming on. I actually can feel myself getting very hot right now. Oof, my God. I mean, obviously I look hot, but I mean, I feel hot too. So it's like my internal is matching my external, you guys. Oh my God. My internal is matching my external. It's like my body temperature and my rating of hotness are matching pajamas. What a way to tie in this episode full circle. Full circle. Holistic. Holy shit. Maybe I should go get one more. more uh, mm, okay. Yeah, we're incoherent at this point. So I think we should end. Thank you guys so much for listening to me. Congested as fuck for the... Mm, okay wow a little burp for this whole episode i really appreciate you guys tuning in um can't believe i did this while i was sick i'm really happy that i recorded it on my laptop um which i mean i always record my audio on my laptop but i'm actually gonna just take the video and put that on my laptop as well we're gonna take all of this and we're gonna go into my bed and i'm going to edit from there i do have a bit of makeup on though right now because i didn't want to look like an actual ghost so maybe i'll take that off before i get into bed these are logistics you guys don't even need to hear about thank you guys so much for tuning in appreciate it welcome see you later and uh we'll see you guys next week for the interview episode with maude garrett Woo! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.